Hello everyone. So, um, thank you so much. So, um, you've heard me say, I've kind of been sort of barking on about this quite a lot recently, that I'm really excited about the role of the church, the Bride of Christ, and what she'll have during these crazy days that are going on, and how confident I am. You know, God has a plan. We are confident that God has a plan. There are things that are going on that are breaking and angering his heart but he's not baffled and he's not confused he's not frightened he's got a plan and he's got a plan to mobilize his church to make his name known to usher in the kingdom and for the whole world to see and know that he is god and that he is good <coughs> i believe that as we learn to increasingly walk in our true identity he will reveal more and more the how and where of what our role as the bride of christ is during these current times so in order for the bride for us to increase in our part in the role of bringing heaven on earth we need to be so sure and so connected to our first love otherwise we cannot genuinely walk in our true identity the more confident we are in who he declares us to be the more effective we will be um, remember that verse that says the kingdom of um, the kingdom is advancing and forceful men take hold of it now i believe that that forcefulness is confidence confidence in god in who he says he is confidence in who he says we are, confidence in our identity, in our God-given role as co-heirs and as God's offspring. So as a question, how can we be confident in our identity? Because God says some pretty amazing things about his church and his beloved. So we need to work on our connection with him and work is an important word here i know we're told that it's not about works it's about faith because faith pleases him um but all true relationships need working on they need investing in and they need attention some relationships do not require much work or emotional connection such as if you think of your relationship with your boss you do as you're told and all will be pretty well however if you want to have a relationship that's got friendship and where you can influence that boss of yours, you'll need to invest in it. You'll need to become friends, show a little vulnerability, share some experiences and let them get to know you. You also have to persevere and get to know them, get to know a bit more about them, build up some trust and start to enjoy each other's company. And you also have to show it as well. Bear with me a sec. So a parent and child relationship can be a bit one way, especially when the child is young. The child is dependent on the parent, making demands, having expectations filled, and very much it's a take, take, take sort of situation. And the parent generally enjoys this and takes delight on making the child the focus. Not always, <laughs> but generally. However, relating like that in an adult marriage relationship is a recipe for a disaster. So whilst we have a parent and child relationship with God the Father, he also wants us to relate to him in a more mature way. He wants to relate to us also as friends, as lovers, as companions, as co-workers, as in going about our father's business. So Matthew 22:37, Jesus says, the greatest commandment of all is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. So notice it doesn't say obey the Lord with all your heart or fear him with all your soul or trust him with all your mind or impress him with all your strength. It's love. So how do we love? How do we love him? Well, we listen, we believe, we trust, we obey. All those ways are important ways to express and demonstrate and commit our love and commitment to him. But it's always love be first before all those things. It can't be genuine without love. So again, how do we love him then? 
we step close in affection and vulnerability, in desire and need of connection. We sacrifice, we recognize, we acknowledge, we enjoy him. We let him love us. He first loves us so we can learn, experience and taste and see and in return, love him back. So this is what God's laid on my heart. It's about 50%, okay? So in this type of relationship, we need to be responsible for our part. In every relationship we have, we are responsible for our 50%. So love is not controlling and it cannot be responsible or we cannot be responsible or control the other person's half. God has taken responsibility for his 50% to us, to make his uh, love known to us, to demonstrate his love, to speak and declare it and to draw us close to him, as well as to save us and teach us and lead us as well as to care for us and spend time with us and to value us and to lay his affection on us, etc. So whilst all of this, I know it's important that, to realise that it's not all about us, it's not all about me, that he's sovereign, that he reigns, he's creator, he's the Lord of all, nothing and no one compares to his greatness. He doesn't need mankind. Our love, our praise, like, this is all true. And whilst it's all true, there's another part to consider that doesn't make these things any less true. But yet, yeah, I feel sometimes it can get easily pushed out of our realisation and in turn, maybe hinder some of us in our journey of intimacy with him. So have you ever thought this, right? So he's all sufficient. He's without need. He doesn't need our praise or worship or love and affection to feel or be whole, to pump up his ego, to entertain him or complete him. We were created for his glory, but yet he doesn't need us. He's all sufficient in himself, in the Trinity. However, he made a choice with all wisdom and understanding to create us in his image and to choose to have a relationship with us, to love us, to protect us, to enjoy and delight over us, sing over us, to be known by us and for us to be known by him. True love is not something that can be forced, manufactured or drawn out or demanded. And the command that he gives us in that verse that we just uh, looked at in Matthew is really different to a demand. A command and a demand are two different things. The command, sorry, excuse me. A demand, right, is forceful, but a command is a compel or like to direct someone in authority, with authority. So they're completely two different things. So he made a choice to have a relationship with us, inviting us into his family and all that stuff. He's kind of made himself vulnerable. I know that sounds like a bit of a shocking sort of thing to say when, you know, God first revealed that to me and re revealed his vulnerability. Okay, so he doesn't force us to love him, to walk with him, to spend time with him, but yet he desires it. And he desires it from us and he wants us to give it to him. Therefore, he's chosen to put himself in a position where potentially we could cause him to be disappointed, gutted and left longing. And he's not a take it or leave it God. He wants connection. You know, the Bible says he's a jealous God. He's, he's for us and he, and he wants us. He desires us. So if we were to ignore him, would he it'd be gutted? He'd be gutted, right? Would he not be disappointed that he is not getting what he's longing for if we were to ignore him? So please, you know, hear what I'm saying and please don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, I'm not saying that God is disappointed with us, but merely he could experience the feeling of disappointment over not getting what he's wanting. Although God is all sufficient and never in need, he has chosen to want something from us that is our choice whether to give it to him or not, which is our love, our affection, our attention, our worship, all of those. It's our choice and our actions that can cause God to feel like that. 
he has given us that choice. He's placed it in our hands. Um, and as I said earlier, the Bible says that God is a jealous God. So I just want to read these Bible verses. These are from Song of Songs. And this is just a demonstration. Right? So Song of Songs. It says, show me your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And then later on it says, you have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride, you have stolen my heart. With one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace, how beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine and the fragrance of your perfume more than any spice. Your lips drop sweetness as the honeycomb, my bride. Milk and honey are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. And I know that's all very poetical and lovey-dovey and whatnot, but, you know, that's... God is lovey-dovey in his heart towards us. So for someone to express themselves like that, are you telling me that they're not going to be gutted and disappointed, excuse me, disappointed if they don't get what they're longing for? God's going to feel something when he doesn't get from us what he's wanting. And I know that there are so many verses that shows God's invitation for relationship and his responsibility towards it. But his, this is one of my favorites. This is in Isaiah. Um, it's talking about a vineyard and vineyards sort of often represent our relationship with him. So he says, sing about the fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it. I am not angry. If only there were briars and thorns confronting me, I would march against them in battle and I would set them all on fire or else let them come for me, to me for refuge and let them make peace with me. Yes, let them all make peace with me. So we know that God takes his responsibility in his part of our relationship with us very seriously. So what about our 50%? So please hear this. There is no intention in anything that, I'm saying or said for any of us to feel guilty stressed out or condemned over our 50 percent over our responsibility on our part of the relationship there is no condemnation in Christ that's a promise so that if you do feel contempt it's not coming from him but rather you know I'm saying all of this and I feel all this because I want us to be inspired and won over by exactly how close God has stepped towards us in his desire for connection and how he has chosen vulnerability because of his desire for us. So if you wouldn't mind, let's do some things. Would you mind? I don't know. It might be helpful. Maybe close your eyes. <laughs> that might be good. So I just want us to think about and ponder, you know, about this 50%, about our 50%. So how are we connecting with him? How often do we connect with him? And what's the quality like? What would he like from us personally? What pleases him? And do we let him express his love and let him connect with us in a way that he wants to? And what is that way? What would it be? And are we comfortable with it? You know, he wants to step so close. Are we really comfortable with letting God step so close to us? And how does he want to connect with the unique personality that God's given you? You know, we all have different ways. Our relationships with, with God is going to be different for each one of us. We're all made unique and we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. And we've all got our unique little quirks and our personality and our own love languages and all of these things. So how does he want to connect with your unique personality? And 
also think about what was Adam and Eve's relationship like with him before the fall? So they walked in the garden, it says, in the cool of the evening with him, but naked and unashamed. But what did they talk about before the need to pray in a post-fallen world came? Before anything went wrong? What were their conversations like? What do you think they might have spoken about? And what would their flavour of chats be like? Our relationship with God is like a vineyard that he watches over and he waters continually and that he guards day and night. So on the theme still of the vineyard, Song of Songs also says, catch for us the little foxes. Um, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Our vineyards that are in bloom. Our vineyards he's referring to, he's, God's talking about our relationship, our relationship with him. That's our vineyard that is in bloom. It's blooming, but they're foxes. The, the foxes come and they can ruin the vineyard. So I want to really encourage us to ask this question throughout the week. What are the foxes? And what are they doing? And what are those foxes in our vineyard? And what are they doing? We can ask Holy Spirit to reveal to us things that he wants us to fix. Sometimes it's our responsibility to fix things and change things. Of course, we do it in God's strength, you know, um, in his ability, the, the strength that we've been given. But the choices and ability he's given us, he's given us to be able to make these things. So let's ask God two things. How about asking God for one thing that he would like us to fix or change? Maybe it's the amount or the quality of time we spend. Maybe it's changing or removing something that is damaging our vineyard, our relationship with him, something that's getting in the way or something that, you know, he wants us to grow in. And also let's ask him one thing that he would like to give to us as of yet that we've not noticed or not been able to receive, whether that's, you know because something's kind of broken in us or whatever so two things let's ask God two things so first thing what would he like us to fix or change in our relationship and what would he like to give us that as of yet we've not noticed or we've not been able to receive for him there's some um, a song that I'd really that is I love it it's just really affecting me so I would just recommend it and I can send you the link to it it's called Dancing on the Waves and it's on the Peace album um, from Bethel uh, I think I don't know who wrote it but anyway it's Dancing on the Waves and it's like a prophetic song God's singing to us and it could be really helpful if you're really struggling with making you know that that connection or allowing God to step really close to you so Finally, there's one thing um, that I would just like to share that, you know, I felt God's really clearly say, this is God speaking to us. Okay, He says, you have permission to be confident. Approach me with confidence. Speak to me with confidence. Relate to me with confidence. Make disciples and heal the sick with confidence. Ask me for what you need and desire with confidence love me with confidence because I love your love. I love your songs. I love your sacrifices. I love getting your attention. Do everything with confidence. I love your confidence in me and in who I have made you to be. It's confidence in me and who you are to me that makes you strong. Okay. We, um, let's just pray a bit. Father, I thank you so much for your radical invitation that you give us. Lord, I thank you that you have stepped down to us on our level, 
and I thank you for your genuine desire that is totally true and totally trustworthy to, to believe in and to build in that you desire us, that you want to connect with us, you want to spend time with us, you want our attention. Lord, I thank you that you want us like that. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would remove more boundaries that we've set up and more walls that we might have set up that we might not even have known about that prevent us from really growing in intimacy with you and knowing our true identity and knowing who you've truly called us to be and enjoying the fullness and the depth of an intimate relationship with the God of the universe. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will cause us to be brave and to step towards you because we know that you're always stepping towards us. We thank you that you ruthlessly guard your relationship with us. You continually invest in it and water it and guard it. Thank you that you do that. Holy Spirit, just draw us closer to you. Lord, that our lives would change, that everything would change, how we think, how we feel, how we respond, how we communicate, how we relate to people and what we do, you know, at work, at school uh, you know all the other places that we're very restricted in going to right now but that everything that we do and relate to will be affected lord we give you permission to affect and change the deepest parts of us lord and we ask that you would give us courage holy spirit to not hold anything back from you thank you amen